mask. Hello everyone, welcome to Mask the Podcast. I am your host and my name is Dola. Welcome to another Wednesday where we look at the MBTI types and we've been doing that for the past three weeks now. Today we're going to look at the ENTJ. Ooh, isn't that slightly, just, just slightly different from what we learned last week. We learned the ENFJs last week, so I didn't know the same thing. Actually, that's the reason why I picked this personality type, to show you how much a difference a cognitive function, just one, in spelling can actually make. The ENFJs and the ENTJs, how different can they be? What's the difference? If you haven't listened to the ENFJ podcast, it is tagged as Unmask, the protagonist ENFJ breakdown so you can just go down and listen to it all right now what are the entjs what are they called because we've tagged to the enfjs as the protagonist so who are the nfjs they're called the commanders yeah those people that have it they know what they want they go after it they're known to strive for greatness if it's not great then they are not there they're dominant they're relentless and um, isn't that who the ENFJs are? I said it, they are the same. They are not the same. I'm going to tell you one major difference between the ENFJ and the ENTJs and why it is so. The ENFJs have the extroverted feeling as their dominant function, which is not the same for the ENTJs. The ENTJs do not have the extroverted feeling as their dominant function. Rather, they use their extroverted thinking, introverted thinking rather, as their functions with which they make decisions. They look at their principles, they look at themselves before making a decision. Why an extroverted feeler would look at his group, the individuals in the group. Okay, are you comfortable with this? Is this person comfortable with this? Even if they're not comfortable with it, as long as the team is comfortable, they can now drive towards a goal. Why for the ENTJ, there's nothing like that. They do not have a very constant touch with their emotions. So what they do is they look at the principles. Okay, what is best? What do I think is best for this team? And when they get it, no matter what you feel, no matter how you feel, no matter the creative suggestion that you think is actually better that is coming up, even ENTJ feels this is right for the group. That's what you people are going to do. All right. So they can be unforgiving also. Also, they can be so harsh when they feel someone is incompetent or the person is lazy or the person is inefficient, especially in a professional environment. Allow me to make this example of a very popular show that I watch myself, Americans Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent. There's a particular judge that actually sits on this show. You know what I'm about to talk about? I'm talking about Simon Cowell. Now, I'm not saying Simon Cowell has been typed as an ENTJ. ENTJ, actually. I'm saying Simon Cowell lashes out as people he feels are incompetent singers. Simon Cowell isn't someone you love. He's someone you respect and from a distance. (laughs) Yeah. Simon Cowell, when people come to sing and it's bad, it's terrible. All that judges just, you know, they say it, but they say it while 
thinking about how the other person will feel you can see it in this speech you can see it they say it in a way of giving an advice but simon just bluntly tells you i've heard him tell someone that the person would never make it in the music industry which might be true but can someone come back from that like I know they say failures are a major step to success, but when I when I when I when I watch the show and I listen to him berate people, um I don't think they will ever come back to sing. <laughs> that is the weakness and the major difference of the ENTJ, the relationship with people. Now you might have an ENTJ in your life and you're thinking how do I cope with this? Oh, I really love and care about this person. I love his ideas. He's efficient. He's energetic. He's self-confident. He's strong-willed. He's a strategic thinker. He's charismatic. He's inspiring. And everything. But this, I have this problem with relating with this person. I just, I don't know how to, how, how can I do it? How, what is happening? Oh, you're an ENTJ. And you're feeling, yeah, I have it in my career. I have it in my professional life. Although I don't care what people think about me. But why don't I have anybody around? Because we all need people in the end. No matter how much we say, no, I don't need anybody. We all need people in the end. Sit tight and let us learn about the underlying notions of the ENTJs that would help us understand, relate, or improve on ourselves better. Let's do this. You might be thinking, am I an ENTJ? Or how do I know I'm an ENTJ? Alright, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you how you can take the MBTI test to discover who you are. I'm going to tell you how many times I think you should take it so that you can be very sure. And right now, I'm also going to talk about the signs that would show that you're an ENTJ or you're probably dealing with one presently so this will help people that are dealing with somebody in their lives and the person is not here to take the test so you need to know what you're dealing with you need to know if okay this is what i'm this is the kind of person i'm trying to talk about so that when i talk about how you deal with them or their underlying thoughts you can relate it to what has been happening in your own life so uh the entj's these are the signs you feel confident and self-assured there are people that actually believe in their abilities they always go for what they want and most times they have it the other that the other person that people see and say oh that person always gets what she wants and even though you have a little doubt when you're going on to achieve something it doesn't stop you because you have like 98 percent belief in your ability and the reason why the entities have that ability is because they have they have actually trained themselves they're highly intellectual people highly skilled and they do not they do not slack it's like from from when they were growing up they've they've been preparing for the world they are not people that came here to play <laughs> <laughs> it's like they've always been ready for this they've been ready for the job interview they've been ready for every phase of their life so that's how it seems although it, they put in a lot of work i already told you that strategic thinkers if an entj wants to achieve something in the next two months he's going to plan it right now unlike people that will wait till the second day or a week before and plan they are highly strategic 
and they can foresee implications also what will likely happen and that's why in a team people actually fall on them to make decisions because they kind of have an upper hand over others because of the hen the intuitive uh cognitive function which is intuition which helps you to be in the abstract see the future and look at okay what can happen what could happen can this happen that is the hen and they're not afraid of taking risk they see it as an opportunity to stand out if you ever have a situation where something is impossible and there's someone that always thinks oh this is possible and it's it makes them stand out and achieve their goals they love it they love being first position they love being the best you know they just like to be the best at what they do have you have you met people like that is that the person is it is it is it is it it conforming with the person you're thinking about all right they do things differently too you give them a task and people are like, okay, this is how it has been done. The ENCJ will try and be creative and come up with new ways of doing things. They don't they don't do it the conventional way. They like to explore and they strive to ensure that everything is done perfectly. In fact, when you give them something to do and it's over 10, they deliver over 50. They like surpassing people's expectations. They just they just like they like to be the best. That's is who the ENTJ is. So they provide guidance in a team. The flip side to all of this is there are those people that do not like taking instructions from other people. In a team, they'll rather be the leader than the follower. And when they're the follower, they are a pain in the ass because if they do not agree with the decision that the team is making and they think, oh yeah, what I'm thinking is actually good for the team. You people are thinking about this. You are using your emotions to make this decision. This rather is good for the team. The leader is going to have a hard time working with them. They end up not listening to people because they don't like taking instructions from other people, which brings out a stubborn and dominant nature in them. And if you always hear something like, if you always feel something like, although you really feel, <laughs> like I always say, thinkers are feelers and feelers are thinkers. It's just that we have a comfort zone and that is why the letters of the MBTI comes forward. This is the comfort zone. The ENTJ would rather think than feel. That's what it means. So if you see that people are regularly intimidated by you and what you feel, your underlying thought is, I don't care. I didn't make them feel that way. Like maybe they are insecure or when people call you self-centered and controlling, you're like, I'm just trying to make things work out. So if they don't understand that, maybe they shouldn't be in the team. Maybe they can find themselves another place. If that is your underlying thought, because an ENFJ rather would feel I'm self-centered oh what's wrong the enfj will try to solve the uh misunderstanding between people but for the entj as long as the decision is working out and they are meeting their target they are meeting the goals for the organization they don't care what you think so people feel they're intimidating and they're just full of themselves you're arrogant (laughs) and um yeah if you feel and you see and you know that leadership 
roles just jump on you. You're in a group, you've not even said anything yet. And they say, who is going to be the class captain? Everybody turns and say, you. And you're like, okay. No, admit it. You love being the leader. (laughs) You might, uh -uh. the ENCJs don't even pull up a face and say, oh no, don't chase me, don't chase me. There's some people that do that. They actually want to be the class captain. But when people say, okay, choose her as a class captain, then they go low and they're trying to, you know, abase themselves. And no, 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 no. And then people push them out and then they become the class captain. Those are not the people I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that get selected and immediately they get to work. All right. Uh, If you check the list of famous people that are ENCJs, you're going to see a man... A very famous man there's bill gates there's steve jobs and he's also an entj and i watched a tedx video where a woman was quoting steve jobs at an interview steve jobs was asked if he knew his iq you know he's a really smart man he has he owns a apple or a half of it or part of it and uh Apple right now is one of the most influential companies around the world. So he was asked, uh, what is your IQ? Do you know your IQ? And he said, IQ? Only losers measure their IQ. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. And ENFJ, even though they don't think IQ is a measure of being smart or success, they would never reply like that because they would think in nanoseconds, how would someone who has gone for an IQ test feel? You know, but the ENTJ is looking at himself when he's talking. That's who they are always looking at. All right. Uh, I hope this signs have streamlined uh, the person, the, the type of individual we're talking about today okay the entjs are not devils they are not mean i'm I'm not saying they're bad people i'm just giving you the signs that would make you realize okay i think yeah this person i'm trying to deal with falls in the range of an entj i'm going to tell you some things about their underlying thoughts so you understand okay ah, this is how it feels so when you want to deal with them when they bring up that brush attitude you know what to attack because if you attack it at a surface level all you're going to feel or you're going to hear is how insecure or entitled you are which could be true at the surface level but if you can attack an underlying position uh that would be better and for an entj also we'll we'll be analyzing some underlying thoughts of the entjs they are good in what they do their strengths are superb but for the weaknesses will be underlying under i beg your pardon We'll be talking about the underlying thoughts and how to improve on them because we're not here to change anyone. We just want to improve on ourselves to be better people. In their professional lives and goals and ambitions, they go for it, they're successful people, but also in your in your circle, in relating with the people that actually love and care about you sincerely so you don't lose people. You need to balance your emotional life. All right. We've been listening to my voice for the past minute. Let's go on a short break. Music break. I'll catch you after the break.
welcome back from that music break i hope you enjoyed it let's go back to our entj breakdown there's something i actually love about the entj and it's the response to insults when you insult someone that has extroverted feeling the way they reply you unless unless they've improved on themselves and they know how to use their thinking at that moment it's different from the way an entj would reply you if you tell an entj that they are stupid they're not going to take it to heart they are not going to um start defending themselves that they are smart they know they are smart why they've spent all the years of their life thinking about themselves thinking about their principles thinking about who they are not thinking about other people how they're feeling how they will be better do you understand now they've spent almost all the years of their life making themselves better so you can't tell them they are stupid why they know they're not so unless an enfj has gotten to that point where he also thinks of himself thinks of his principles his decision making process is very balanced when you tell them they're stupid the first thing the first response that comes is i'm not stupid why would you even say that but for an entj they will mock you until <laughs> until you regret that yeah and if you want an example Avi Specter in Suits is a very good example. Anytime Louis makes a snide remark towards Avi, he never takes it up. He never does. Louis says, Hey, nice of you to come in to work this early. When actually Avi is working in, let's say, 10, when work resumes at 7. He says, instead of saying something like, um, What's your business? Yeah, I'm at work. Something that will pick up a fight. And ENTJ says, Well, I woke up late and this is the suit your wife picked up for me. And Louise has trouble <laughs> getting into a relationship. So he brushes the remark off and instead turns the table back on him. Do you understand? Like ENTJs have this um, stance that you can't get to me. They've protected themselves so much because that's all they're constantly thinking about. But for the ENFJs, they protect other people and they lose, they lose touch about who they really are as a person. That when you attack their personality, sometimes they just lose it. They don't know how to control it. That's a good one, isn't it? Can you see? They're not so bad. In fact, they are really good people. <laughs> I told you every personality type is amazing. And as we learn who we are, it will help us become better, better people. So let's let's talk about weaknesses. I've told you that they are stubborn, they are dominant, they are intolerant. Is it that they are way or the highway? If you give out any idea that they are distracts them from their primary goal they are going to snipe they're, they're going to offer you a sarcastic response or something the other person wouldn't like and they wouldn't care less because well that person was just stupid can you imagine look at what we are doing look at what he's saying that is why in a group in in teams the ENFJs are better um, anchors because they allow the team to grow with them Do you understand they allow people to share their creative suggestions because people feel comfortable with them they know the ENFJ you will try to correct your creative suggestion 
looking at you like okay i want you to be a better person all right you didn't do this well you didn't do this well so that that figure that the enfj brings out makes people convenient with them and comfortable to share their creative suggestions but in a team where the entj is the leader people will not be comfortable sharing their creative suggestions and i'm not saying they won't but the entj is someone that you just feel you have to impress or you risk being a fool (laughs) because if you don't match up to their thoughts their qualities their convictions and you bring in a suggestion they're going to look down on you and that's arrogance and that is one of the weaknesses of the entj they can be impatient and it's my head they might make a terrible mistake because they are impatient you know when you contemplate they think oh are you stupid shouldn't you know what you're supposed to do at this point in time like why are you contemplating and when you show this interest in what you're saying because they feel yeah i've worked this out i've been on this for a long time i know this will work and i'm very confident i can make this work and you're just looking at them like okay mm, i don't think this uh, okay i don't think this will work or you just show this interest in what they're saying you're not interested they don't like it <laughs> they don't they don't like it it makes them very impatient and then they just get off and go on and do what they would do by hook or crook and end up making a terrible mistake another one is that the entjs handle their emotions poorly they have this is as if they, they they don't they are not in connection with their emotions it's as if they have this distant emotional life as if they cannot express themselves emotionally each time you see them they're on track they are doing something at work professionally career church you've never seen them show some emotion you've never seen them cry you've never seen them show some love even when they go out they go out with whole pride and ego no if you watch this tv series suits you know what i'm talking about before avi eventually got with donna the girls he went out with the women he went out with it was with pride and ego <laughs> and to him he claimed yeah he loved one of them Pride, total pride and total ego so people see them as if like they're cold and they're ruthless even the person working under him it took him a long time to believe that avi actually cared about him because he always says it with his own mouth that he doesn't care about anybody but himself so that's how people view them people view them as people that don't care and they also think if they care you walk all over them in Avi's voice. Alright, so that is one of the weakness of the ENCJs. But we've been talking about what they've been doing. What about what they're thinking? Why are they like that? Why would somebody be like that? Why would someone be so cold and ruthless? I didn't do anything to you. Also, they are thinking, they didn't do anything to you. Why are you feeling intimidated? They are just who they are. I like flaunting who I am. I like flaunting my achievements. I like rubbing it in people's faces. But that's not what I meant. I'm just seeing it. I'm not rubbing it in people's faces. That's also how they feel. So since there is a misunderstanding, can we balance it? How do the ENTJs feel? What are they thinking? All right, I'll tell you one. 
The ENTJs, I've told you, they don't offer emotional support. Well, they are not good at consoling people. But do you know they don't also ask for it? Why? What is their underlying thought? For an ENFJ, it would be, I don't want to disturb other people. Let me just live my life. I don't ah, I don't know where that person is coming from. She might be tired. So let me just let me just be here. But for the ENTJ, they don't want to be pitied. They feel it makes them weak. They always want to be in a position of strength. They don't ask for emotional support. They don't want to have conversations that will bring out the emotional side in them. They just want to be left alone. I want to figure it out on my own. That is what they are thinking. So when you come in and you're like, hey, what's up? Uh, my friend just suffered a massive break. So let me go and cheer him up. And you get there and you say, hey, what's up? How are you doing? And you get a cold, ruthless, get out of my house. Did I tell you I'm not okay? No, that friend, that friend might not come back. <laughs> that is the truth. So for the ENTJs, I hope you're seeing it as two sides of a coin right now. How you're treating people, what you're thinking, and what will be happening. The reason why people are leaving is because of what you're doing. And what you're doing is based on what you're thinking. There's nothing wrong in asking for emotional support. It doesn't make you look weak. A position of strength is not determined by a bland face. It's not determined by a non-emotional life. It's determined by how you actually undo the situations around you. And strength doesn't come with bearing at people for what is actually wrong with you. Do we understand? So now, being arrogant, looking down on people, having superiority complex, which... People might call it, oh, he's a half a male, he has everything going on. She's a half a female, she has everything going on for him. But eventually, you won't be so good at teamwork. You need to learn how to allow people to showcase their creativity instead of just flaunting your own. The reason why people are silent to your team, although they are functional towards the decision that you have made for the team that will be good for the team and they work it out and you people achieve your goal. But Nobody leaves that place feeling, ah, I became something. They leave feeling, wow, that guy, yeah, he's really good. And that's it. That's it. (laughs) They leave feeling, "Mm, okay, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he really knows it. He really knows it. Yes, we worked for it. Yeah, nobody leaves there a better person. They might have learned something. I'm not talking generally, I'm not talking 100%, but I'm saying you should learn to allow people grow. You also started from somewhere. Look at it. This is how to understand it. Although we know that the ENCJs are relentless. When they don't know something, they work hard and strive hard till they know it. Now, not everybody is built that way. You will meet people that are lazier than you are. You will meet people that are... That are slow you meet people that are in between so whatever people are allow them to showcase their creativity allow them to be able to suggest ideas to you keep an open mind keep an open ear and do not lash out at people too harshly when their creativity or their suggestions doesn't match up with what is actually happening
they can be impatient people and this leads to them being short-tempered they, they can be viewed as cold-hearted and ruthless okay for the entjs now let me make an illustration i'll be using the tv series called suits and i'll try to make it as plain as possible so even if you've not watched it you understand what's going on here suits is a lot themed movie there's this guy his name is avi specter and he was working with a law firm as an associate which means that he's below the feed line like he's an associate so there, there are junior partners their senior partners and their ceos so the ceo of course the entjs would have problems with their leaders especially when they consider those people incompetent <laughs> they'll always look down on them no matter how highly placed above them that person is he always wins his cases he does his work and he's good at what he does so this man gave him a workload that was he, he can't finish it it was a punishment so his colleague louis louis has always looked at avi admired him of course his prowess is good at what he does he wins his cases is just there is everybody's role model but nobody can really talk to him you know those kind of people so he said he used it as he used that moment as a chance to reach out to abby so he walked to him while he was working with the workload that he obviously could not finish and asked him can i help you <laughs> avi looked at him and said how dare you can you imagine somebody they are trying to help work that you cannot even finish he looked at him and said how dare you because what that means to an entj is the fact that he's incompetent and he can't do his work or you're pitying him or i don't even want the help they don't like unwanted help but what it means to the other person is you're cold you're ruthless he was trying to help he just admired you and he came to you because of is it love can i call it love mm-hmm love <laughs> and you just ruined that person's day or you ruined that person's moment and you send that person to the trash where you think they belong right now can you see how it works <laughs> you're thinking something and because of what you are thinking you're hurting other people and you're still surprised people are not around you no they aren't and the ones around you who know how to deal with you why can't you improve on yourself so you don't hurt them too the entjs are people that won't change for anybody which i recommend highly you shouldn't change to fit yourself into someone else's expectations to adjust yourself into someone else's expectations but you should be open enough to improve yourself although they are open to feedback unlike the enfjs that don't like criticisms the entjs actually love criticisms they are open to feedback they can improve on themselves so that is why we're telling you but most people don't talk to the entjs because they feel why would i even talk to why would i even talk to him he's high up there i'm never going to make sense to him i already feel like a fool <laughs> looking at him but the thing is if you can realize who you are you know they don't feed people's ego 
they don't answer please for attention they don't deal with people who are insecure so if you're coming from a secure mindset you're not here to be fed you don't need sorry you're just saying the truth and the fact and you can stand up to an entj you're good to go the entjs respect people who can actually challenge them intellectually you know that boss that nobody can actually talk to and in a meeting someone raises up their hand and just starts talking in your mind you're like this is your last day at work but but turns out that your boss was not mad he actually although he showed some power and he talked some bits but he didn't do anything and since that day it was as if he was fond of that person and you're like what's happening they actually love people that have a precision or a quality they feel is equal to their own so they look out for most people you should understand their decision making process that um they are utilitarian they look out for most people not individuals and they are unapologetic about the way they do things but it's not impossible to actually work with them it's not impossible to work with them still bring out your creative suggestions stand on your ground you're good to go with an ENCJ especially the one that challenges their viewpoints that's a good one that is a very good one and for the ENCJs try to work on your people's skills work on the people work with your team team do not just work out of your team flaunt yourself and create an attitude that says that there is no high in teamwork there's only a me so uh the ENCJ is also they strive for the highest position possible it's not self-centeredness they are just wired to be the best they can be that's how they feel they can be good with themselves but ENCJs do not sacrifice other people's well-being because of your own ambition that's when it's because self-centeredness when ENCJs are making up decisions know that they're not looking at you they're looking at the idea so anything that comes forth they're not actually looking at you it's the idea they're looking at so they have this ability of making this decisions without emotions that's what they do mostly so in short <laughs> since they live a lot of their life trying to be in the be the best they can be professionally and in all areas of their lives they're not in touch with their emotional state so rather than risk it coming out they'd rather be numb they'd rather act like they don't care they'd rather walk all over people because they feel when they care people walk all over them so the ENCJs should learn how to work with their emotions it is a skill emotional intelligence is a very high skill that everybody should have and the higher emotional intelligence you have the better you are and in fact the better the world and the society would look to you as an individual it helps you to work even closer with god it helps you to be a better christian it helps you to imbibe the fruits of the spirit and even be able to live by it so we should understand how they make their decisions and they should also understand that people are people they have a heart don't act like you don't have one you also have a heart and that is it for this i hope you got something valuable i hope you learned about the strengths i hope you learned about the weaknesses i hope this added value
video. All right. I talked about the test and said at the end of the podcast, I'm going to illustrate and tell you what, how you can take the test. The test can be taken on this website, www.16personalities.com. I'll say it again, www.16personalities.com. You can take the test about three to four times. And if you have an individual that is very close to you and you're not an ENCJ, which means you're comfortable with people taking tests for you, or rather, or you're an ENCJ, and yeah, you're comfortable with people taking tests for you because... mm, you're not insecure about who you are really you can tell someone else to take the test for you so you see if it matches up so the isb there actually wins because uh self-awareness grows as you take the test multiple times the first time you take the test you might not answer some questions truthfully if you're just learning the self-awareness act so if you are already self-aware well then you're good to go but rather i would ask for you to take the test about three to four times so you can really know uh your mbti personality type we have come to the end of a mask the podcast i had a lovely time illustrating the entjs the people that love intellectual conversations and don't like to gossip (laughs) there are people like that and i really love them i love to have them my life because they motivate me a lot to success and those are the kind of people i love to have in my life i'm a feeler myself so i love to have thinkers around me so learning how to deal with them and also not losing a part of yourself while dealing with them is what is important they will learn how to live with you they'll learn how to talk to you they'll learn and by that improve on themselves that is the reason why we have a mask the podcast and i hope it is actually working in your life day-to-day life if you only listen and you don't use what you've learned then it would be a total waste of time but when you listen remember what you've learned when you're dealing with that person attack the underlying thoughts and do not lose a part of yourself thank you so much for listening my name remains dollar